Welcome to Podcast Homilies for Morning Prayer. I'm Father Ron Shibley, founder and director of the Anglican Internet Church, Inc. This new series is part of the AIC's continuing celebration of its second decade on the web. These podcast homilies for morning prayer are based on the appointed psalm readings in the list of psalms and lessons for the Christian year on prayer book pages X to XLI, primarily using the first pairing, which always includes a gospel reading as the second lesson. The second or third pairings of psalms and lessons are used only where necessary to avoid repeat reading of a psalm. Other variations from these general guidelines are pointed out in individual podcasts. Each podcast homily in this series includes a reading of the full text of the appointed psalm or psalms, followed by commentary on key words, phrases, or concepts. Special attention is paid to examples of the study discipline of Christology, which looks for pre-incarnation appearances of or references to Christ in the Old Testament. Since Jesus quoted from it so often in the Gospel accounts, the book of Psalms is often called Christ's Prayer Book. Each of these podcast homilies includes summary commentary on the first and second lessons appointed in the lectionary. Listeners to these podcast homilies are strongly encouraged to visit the Father Ron's blog page on the AIC website, which is accessible using the tabs at the top and the bottom of all pages on the site. For this podcast, I have posted three illustrations on the subject matter of the podcast for Second Sunday in Advent. First, an illumination of Psalm 25 in colors and gold on parchment from the Psalter of Henry VIII published at London about 1540 to 1541, but possibly a decade or more earlier, from Manuscript Royal 2A XVI, Folio 27B, at the British Library, London, England. A second quarter 12th century drawing of the prophet Isaiah from the Siegberg Lectionary, Manuscript Harley 2889, Folio 3V, also in the British Library and a drawing in colors, including reds and purple and gold on parchment of the evangelist Luke from the Cologne Gospels produced in the last quarter of the 11th century from manuscript Harley 2820, folio 120V, also from the British Library, London, England. Details concerning the sources are included with each illustration in the blog posting. Two further points of technical interest before I proceed to the psalm text. First, since many of the images are derived from the Vulgate Bible, I take this opportunity to explain the difference in numbering between the Vulgate translation and the English system. In the Vulgate version, based on Jerome's 4th century translation, which became the official Bible of the Roman Catholic Church in the 16th century, Psalm 8 and Psalm 9 are a single psalm. The effect is that in the Vulgate numbering system, all the psalms from Psalm 10 to Psalm 150 are off by one number. For example, Psalm 25, today's reading in the Book of Common Prayer, is Psalm 24 in the Vulgate version. A second issue presented here for those listeners not 
familiar with Anglican worship is that the texts of the Psalter in the 1928 Book of Common Prayer are not the same as the Vulgate version and also not the same as the Psalm text in the King James Version. The Book of Common Prayer translation used since the first English prayer book in 1549 A.D. is derived from Miles Coverdale's Great Bible of 1539, the first official Bible in English, which was commissioned by the Church of England. By the time the King James Version, commonly known as the KJV, was published in 1611, using a new translation of the Psalter based upon the Hebrew Masoretic text, Miles Coverdale's translation from 1539 was so well accepted and familiar to the English people who had by then heard it read in services for over 70 years that the prayer book's editors retained the Coverdale text. All other scripture text in the Book of Common Prayer uses the 1611 KJV translation. Coverdale provided a helpful transition between the old Vulgate and the new prayer book numbering system by including each psalm's opening words in Latin. These still appear in the 1928 Book of Common Prayer Psalter and are very helpful in comparing the Vulgate and BCP texts. The psalm reading appointed for second Sunday in Advent is Psalm 25, a 21-verse psalm traditionally attributed to King David concerning the need for the faithful to put their trust in prayer, especially in prayers for the remission of sins. All these prayers are directed to God, the ultimate source of both truth and mercy. It is also the fifth of ten passion psalms, one of the seven common types of psalms, those being penitential passion, cursing, halal, messianic, royal, and songs of ascent. In the Hebrew tradition, preserved in the Book of Common Prayer tradition, these psalms are divided into five books, in which Psalm 25 is part of Book 1 and is designated for reading on the fifth day of the cycle. The title of Psalm 25 in the prayer book Psalter in Latin is Ad Te Domine Levavi. Unto thee, O Lord, will I lift up my soul. My God, I have put my trust in thee. O let me not be confounded, neither let mine enemies triumph over me. For all they that hope in thee shall not be ashamed, but such as transgress without a cause shall be put to confusion. Show me thy ways, O Lord, and teach me thy paths. Lead me forth in thy truth and learn me, for thou art the God of my salvation. In thee hath been my hope all the day long. Call to remembrance, O Lord, thy tender mercies and thy loving kindness, which have ever been of old. O remember not the sins and offenses of my youth, but according to thy mercy, think thou upon me, O Lord, for thy goodness. Gracious and righteous is the Lord, therefore will he teach sinners in the way. Them that are meek shall he guide in judgment, and such as are gentle, them he shall learn his way. All the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth, unto such as keep his covenant and his testimonies. For thy name's sake, O Lord, be merciful unto my sin, for it is great. What man is he that feareth the Lord? 
Him shall he teach in the way that he shall choose. His soul shall dwell at ease, and his seed shall inherit the land. The secret of the Lord is among them that fear him, and he will show them his covenant. Mine eyes are ever looking unto the Lord, for he shall pluck my feet out of the net. Turn thee unto me, and have mercy upon me, for I am desolate and in misery. The sorrows of my heart are enlarged. O bring thou me out of my troubles. Look upon my adversity and misery, and forgive me all my sin. Consider mine enemies, how many they are, and they bear a tyrannous hate against me. O keep my soul, and deliver me. Let me not be confounded, for I have put my trust in thee. Let perfectness and righteous dealing wait upon me, for my hope hath been in thee. Deliver Israel, O God, out of all his troubles. King David the psalmist clearly had the covenant promised to the Hebrew people in mind throughout the psalm. Examples are verses 9, 12, and 13. All the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth, unto such as keep his covenant and his testimonies. His soul shall dwell at ease, and his seed shall inherit the land. The secret of the Lord is among them that fear him, and he will show them his covenant. Other key words and phrases heard in Psalm 25 are in verses 1b and 19b, in which the key word is trust. My God, I have put my trust in thee. And, quote, let me not be confounded, for I have put my trust in thee. The concept of the faithful praying never to be, quote, confounded, unquote, is heard in the final verse of the Te Deum Laudamus, one of the possible canonical readings following the psalm lesson in morning prayer. Verses 3 and 4, in which he prays to be taught and to acknowledge the only provider of salvation. Show me thy ways, O Lord, and teach me thy paths. Lead me forth in thy truth and learn me, for thou art the God of my salvation, and thee hath been my hope all the day long. Verse 15, in which he acknowledges the merciful nature of God and conversely the nature of the human condition. Turn thee unto me and have mercy upon me, for I am desolate and in misery. Verse 19, in which he returns to the theme of salvation, O keep my soul and deliver me, let me not be confounded, for I have put my trust in thee. And finally, in the closing verse, in which he refers to the nation of Israel, the people chosen by God, deliver Israel, O God, out of all his troubles. The first lesson appointed for second Sunday in Advent is Isaiah 52, verses 1 to 10, a prophecy of the nativity and the sacrifice Jesus would make on the cross for the salvation of mankind. The second lesson is again from the pen of St. Luke, Luke 1, verses 26 to 56. These verses include St. Luke's account of the Annunciation to the Blessed Virgin Mary and of her song, The Magnificat Canticle. 
For more about the Psalms, including a full discussion of the five books of the Psalms, the seven types of Psalms, the complete text with annotation of all 150 Psalms and their use in the 1928 Book of Common Prayer, plus a glossary of every person, place, or event named in the Psalter, see the AIC Bookstore publication, The Prayer Book Psalter, History Text and Commentary. For a full discussion of St. Luke's Nativity narrative in chapters 1, 2, and 3, see the AIC Bookstore publication, The Gospel of Luke, Annotated and Illustrated, which includes 111 illustrations from the 6th to the 21st century. For more about the prophet Isaiah, including seven images of Isaiah and the special text box Isaiah and Christian Liturgy, See the AIC Bookstore publication, The Writing Prophets of the Old Testament, Part 2, Chapter 1, which is found on pages 13 to 20. The season of Advent is also celebrated in the 12th century office known as the Great O Antiphons, originally intended for use on each of the seven days ending with Christmas Eve. A modern version with theme music is available as a video series of the same name linked from the digital library page at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net or podcast versions from the podcast archive page. Thank you for joining me for this podcast homily in the new series, Podcast Homilies for Morning Prayer, on this occasion for the second Sunday in Advent. The closing prayer is the original collect which Archbishop Cranmer wrote for the second Sunday in Advent in the 1549 Book of Common Prayer. The collect includes the only reference in the 1928 Book of Common Prayer to God the Father by the title, quote, Blessed Lord. Blessed Lord, who has caused all Holy Scripture to be written for our learning, Grant that we may in such wise hear, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that by patience and comfort of thy holy word we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life, which thou hast given us in our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Until next time, may the Lord bless and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be merciful to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Glory be to God for all things. Amen. This program has been a presentation of the Anglican Internet Church, Inc. We invite you to visit our website and make use of its resources at www.anglicaninternetchurch.com dot net